You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hey, everybody. Before we start today's podcast episode, I wanted to apologize. We had a few issues with the audio, so it kind of sounds like the mic is from farther away, which it kind of is. It's a just your one standard room microphone. So we apologize for that. The next two episodes are kind of like that, but we'll make sure to get all of the audio resolved moving forward. Thank you for listening. Now let's enjoy the episode. Hello everybody, welcome. We did something we've never done before. We released this podcast on a Tuesday. Why? Because we wanted to allow you to enjoy Christmas without us barging in on your special day. Yeah, Jesus is special day. Yeah. But Jesus is inside of our listeners for the most part. Hopefully we have some non-believers. Right. But I want to tell you the opportunity for the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ to move in and live cool. inside of you is available. And but Jesus was born in what, July? It might have been June? distracting earlier what? than that, I think, in the spring. I'm going to say maybe maybe he was born on April 18th. Do you know why we celebrate it in December? There's a couple different thoughts. Can Early I? church history thought that that was when he was actually born. And then people are like, no, I don't think that was it. And also Constantine and the Roman Empire <laughs> and another Roman holiday. And he said, hey, why don't you worship around this time? Because then you can kind of hide your celebration of Jesus into the fact that these other people are celebrating pagan gods. So there's less persecution. There's a couple different thoughts on that. Yeah. Is that what this is about? No. What I was going to say is this. Us dropping this podcast on a Tuesday allowed there to be no distraction from the sewing and growing team on your your day, your your festive holiday. It would almost be like maybe you're having a family dinner and then we knock on the door with, hey, another new episode of the podcast dropped. <laughs> uh-uh. It's like we are already carving the turkey. Do not knock on this door. Speaking I don't of turkey. I didn't invite you, I didn't invite Jonathan, and I sure yeah. didn't invite Desmond. <laughs> God bless Desmond. Best turkey I ever had in my life Likewise. was at our Chris at our church staff Christmas party, which everybody else at the table was kind of just like, Neh. no, it was it fantastic. was so good. It was uh, what was the company called? They're out of McKinney, Texas. Yeah, smoked turkey, and we coined this term smoist. So it was smoked, but it was moist. And I know a lot of people do not like that word, and I'll try and limit the amount of times I say it. But um, smoist was how I could best describe that turkey. Fell apart in your mouth. And I, like, me and John both do not like turkey that much. Like, sliced deli turkey is totally different. But when you come to, like, Thanksgiving dinner, usually the turkey is, like, it's just, like, the ugly stepchild. You don't want it. The ham to us is way better. And the ham, we we had basically Thanksgiving dinner at our Christmas party. So, Delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And it was a gift from the Hagans. So thank you, thank Pastor you. Kenneth and Lynette. Yes. Now, Christmas is coming gone. Now we're not wasting this week no. after Christmas, but we're looking, we're looking forward to 2024. Yeah. Let's have some more in 2024. Have some more what? You name the godly attributes you're going to experience yeah. in 2024, and I'll endorse them. Name one. Patience. <laughs> more. <laughs> name another. <laughs> Gratitude. More. All right. Carry on. What so, I'm saying, though, I, I was on a train. Oh I'm going to allow you to finish. But yeah, yeah. a good way to not 
waste this gap week between Christmas and the New Year is to start praying. Absolutely. And we're going to drop three episodes in a row about prayer. Yep. Listen, how you end this year is how you're going to start the next year. So we always like you, everybody waits till January 1st to hit the gym and things like that. Start now. I mean, if, if it'll, if, if you can hit the gym now, go for it. Let's use this analogy. You ever finish the day off in a bad way with your hair? And then you're like, oh, I'm just going to wake up in the morning. If you don't prep it right, (laughs) it's even worse in the morning. Whatever you do on that pillow wrecks it. But if you prep your hair in the right manner, you're off to a much better foot the next day. (laughs) Whatever you do on that pillow. Sleep on the pillow. You do, but you thrash, you turn. Maybe not thrash. Toss and turn. (laughs) Not much. Yep. Yeah, how you end one thing is how you're going to start the next thing. Right? Again, how you do anything is how you do everything. It's up to be. If it's to be, it's up to me. Yeah. So we're going to talk about prayer. Um, And hopefully you already started a pattern in a season of prayer preceding 2024. But if you haven't, you still got a week left. And so let's let's hammer it out. Let's talk a little bit about prayer. So we're not going to assume that everybody knows what to pray, how to pray, or even what prayer is. So we'll do a little bit of recap here. You good? He's good. Um, in its most basic definition, prayer is simply having a conversation with God. And to... That's all right. I, I just lost my train of thought. I was looking at you. Talking with God. Yep. And then you were going to transition to something more yeah. grand about prayer. Yeah, well, sometimes I think, especially maybe even a new believer in the faith, I think... Prayer, it needs to be eloquent, it needs to be patterned a certain way, which we will talk about a templative prayer. It's a great template. We'll talk about that. Um, actually, we are going to talk about that today, <laughs> um, which would be the Lord's Prayer. But um, it's really nice to break it down in a simple level, and it makes it less intimidating. Because as real as our conversation is right now, it's as real as your conversation with God can be each and every single day. So there still needs to be a level of reverence and an approach to prayer but at its most basic definition you're having a conversation with him um it's all about communicating things to him consecrating things to him so we should be praying about everything and anything really so for christians this should be kind of like breathing it's easier to do than not to do you hold your breath it's a hard thing to do right yeah i was just gonna say this have you ever had somebody ask you how's your prayer life doing and you're like oh You get a little anxiety when you hear that question. I think maybe we should ask that question in a better way. And I don't think this is just semantics. Instead of saying, how's your prayer life going? Say, how's your life of prayer going? Because really our life should be a life of prayer. And that, personally, I don't know why even it adds less pressure. (laughs) How's your prayer life doing? How's your life of prayer? Because how's your prayer life doing makes it seem like it's separate. Exactly. It's like I came up to you and say, hey, man, how's your terranium doing? How's that lizard? Like, <laughs> I haven't fed him in months. He's dead. <laughs> it's a life outside of a life. No, no, no. You're li- you should be living in that terranium, actually. <laughs> Carry on. All right. This episode is going to be short, but that's fine. Hopefully it encourages you to pray and you get some direction and you get some tools of the trade and you learn how to pray more effectively. So first of all, why do we pray? Well, it's how we communicate with God. He's our creator. He wants to know us. Hopefully we want to know him too. One of the best ways to do that is to actually talk to him. 
You can't say you know somebody. I can't say I know my spouse if I never talk to her. That's crazy, right? Same thing with God. So it's how you build a relationship with your father. And prayer is a direct line to heaven. Another reason why we pray is that it's actually a command. Luke 18 says, actually Jesus said that. He says, I desire all men to pray everywhere at all times. Paul says it in 1 Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. Um, and I, I think it's a lot easier to accept that command. I used to read that and be like, pray without ceasing? Like, how am I going to get anything else done? But it's the life of prayer, the lifestyle of prayer. Everything you do, you're involving God in. That's worship. That's also prayer. So it's a little bit easier to do it when you understand that it's a lifestyle. Um, all right. And here's another way. Here's another reason. It's how God actually supplies your needs. Uh, James 1.5. If you need wisdom, if you, I'm reading an NLT. If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. Have a conversation. It's prayer. And he will gladly tell you. And he won't resent you in your asking. I like the way it puts it that way. So it's how God supplies our needs. Here's another reason why you should pray. It makes power available. James 5.16. This one is in the Amplified. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. It's how you access that, that reservoir of power, praying about things. Um, you have not because you ask, ask not. And here's the last one. It's an invitation. So I've said this before, but prayer doesn't inform God. It involves him. God already knows what's going on in your life, but he wants to be involved. He's a gentleman and he will not be involved unless he is invited to be involved. The Holy Spirit is a gentle giant who's standing there, may even have the moving gloves in his hands. <laughs> He's like the BFG. And you're like, <laughs> how is he going to, and you're struggling to move it. And he's just like, hey, would you mind? Thought you'd never ask. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he already knows. So invite him in. Invite the BFG in. If you don't know what BFG is, it's big friendly giant. Come on. So... It doesn't inform God, it involves him. So those are those are reasons why we pray. I'll go over them again. It's how we communicate, it's a command, it's how he supplies our needs, it's how you obtain power, and it's an invitation. So where we usually get hung up with believers um, is really, it's not whether we believe in the power of prayer, but it's really the process of prayer. Um, you know, we believe, usually most of us believe, yeah, God is... Uh, powerful and he can answer prayer but a lot of times we just get hung up in the process how do i do it um and i've given this example before i mean you're a youth pastor i was a youth pastor and a kid would be like i'm going through this can you pray and i said i'll agree with you how about you pray and they, uh, they freeze uh, up because uh, 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 the process is where they get hung up because they if they didn't believe in the power of prayer they wouldn't ask. be asking me in the first place right so they believe it will work um, they just need, they just need some instructions. So we're going to break it down a little bit today and we're going to learn from, uh, the best prayer that there ever was, which would be Jesus. Um, this is what I was talking about, the template. Thank God for templates. All right. Uh, we do a lot of graphic design here at the church and, uh, we would be lost without a good template. So what a template is, is a generic basic format. Not to say that anything Jesus did was generic or basic, but in the, in the, uh, reference that I'm making here, we use something called Canva, and it's amazing. So we got to announce a guest speaker. We don't necessarily know 
what it's going to look like. But Canvas, Canva, Canva gives us a great template. And then we don't copy it word for word. We use it as a starting point. You plug and play, but what we're talking about is plug <laughs> and pray. Maybe that should be the name. Plug and pray. Maybe not. Pray like Jesus, probably. But seriously, it, it is. You you put in what the Holy Spirit leads you into yeah. in the template that is lined out. Right. And then you pray that out. If you've ever designed a website, they give you templates and they put something in there as a placeholder and it's called Lorem Ipsum. You ever heard of that? And it's a bunch of Latin and it makes no sense, but it says, hey, this is what it could look like. Now put your own words in. Exactly. There you go. So Luke 11, 1, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. So the disciples were with Jesus all the time. And they would notice that he would go off from time to time and he would pray and they would observe how he lived, what he did, the miracles that he performed. And they started really putting two things together and they started asking the right questions. Because if I was with Jesus, I probably would start asking probably the wrong questions. Like, how'd you walk on the water? How'd you turn that water into wine? How'd you That's know that coin was going to be in that fish's yeah. mouth? <laughs> Jesus, like... What are you taking on the side that makes you so powerful? Oh, they said, teach us to pray. Which is interesting. It makes me just know that leaders, people that are around you should hear you pray. Yeah. There's private prayer. Very important. You might get into that later. But obviously, Jesus didn't only pray when he was alone. No. Because the disciples had to have heard him to say, teach us how to do it. Right. Well, that's a great segue into this next point. Because Jesus really prayed before anything major he ever did. So, or, and a lot of times after what he did, um, he prayed when he chose his disciples right before in Luke six. Um, you see a lot of times after he healed people, he just randomly, um, Luke five, he prayed after healing people. Um, when he fed the 5,000, when he fed the 4,000, it's Matthew 14 and 15. Um, he prayed when he walked on the water, he prayed healing a deaf man, the mute man, he prayed, right? When he raised Lazarus from the dead, he prayed. After he was nailed to the cross, while he was dying, what did he do? He prayed. So, again, they could have asked him anything, but they asked the right question. I think even even, um, Solomon, King Solomon, he could have had anything. God literally gave him an open table, said, whatever you want, man. He asked for wisdom. And what did God say? He chose the right thing. And because you asked for wisdom, all these other things can happen. So when you ask the right thing, it opens the door. For everything else. Mm. Amen. So what did Jesus have to say? Well, listen, like who wants the kind of results that Jesus had? I know I did. He had those results because he knew how to pray. So I believe that, you know, Jesus said these works I'll do and even or you'll do in even greater works. And a lot of times we're not really operating in the greater works, but we're really not operating in a lifestyle of prayer. And that was one of the keys that the disciples recognized. So we need to recognize it as well. Um, so this is what Jesus had to say. And when you pray, this is Matthew 6, 5, you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen. And assuredly, I say to you, they'll have their reward. So basically he was saying like, uh, do you like all the accolades you're getting? That's great because that's literally your reward being seen and noticed by man. But when you go, when you do pray, go into the private place and your father who sees you pray in private will reward you openly. Um, And really the reward of prayer time 
is his presence. I mean, there's more. I mean, answered prayer is great. He said it last week. His yeah. presence is our presence. Right. But being with the Lord is... is it's what changes this. Exactly. So he said, and when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So again, prayer is simply talking to God. It doesn't have to be this super elaborate thing that you do on top of the soapbox in the middle of the street. If God leads you to do that, then I guess go ahead. But how awkward would it be to be having a conversation? I just kept saying the same thing over and over to you as well. Yeah. So every time we talked, you said the same thing. I would say more. I think you're a robot. More. <laughs> right. More. Okay, stop. Right. So <laughs> let me burst your bubble here. Maybe it's not. I mean, the Lord's Prayer is a vain repetition. We've turned it into a vain repetition. Vain means without power. There's right. times where God leads you to say it. Say it. Yeah. But if you disconnect his presence from the prayer, then it's vain. Right. Yeah. So the Lord's Prayer, he said, therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need before you ask him. So if he knows what we need before we ask, then why do we have to pray? Well, like I said before, prayer doesn't inform God, it involves him. So this is how God has set it up. He's given us authority. He wants to be involved in our lives, but he can't unless we invite him. So he says, in this manner, therefore, pray. The word manner means method, style, approach, technique, template. template. Let's go. So he was basically saying, if you need some guidance on how to pray, I'm going to give you a template. Do not keep repeating this word for word. Here's the structure. You fill it. So let's go through this real quick. Um, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours or King James says, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So here's really the template of worship, of, well, of prayer. We've got adoration. I'm going to break it down here. Adoration, worship, authority, provision, forgiveness, protection, declaration. I'll say it again. Adoration, worship, authority, provision, forgiveness, protection, declaration. So we start at the beginning, our father. These are adorations. It's personal. He is our dad. He's not some far off power in the cosmos. I mean, he is a, he is that, but he's personal. He's more. He's not the father. He's our father, right? It's personal. In heaven, we're talking about his position. He's above our problems. He's above our circumstances. Our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's holy. It's worship. It's honor. Okay. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now we're talking about authority. Not my will or my way, but yours. I'm going through this really fast. Sorry, guys. And then he says, give us this day our daily bread. That's the provision part. Our needs right now, right? Worry and focus not on tomorrow. Manna every day cannot save. Uh, or Sorry, I, I wrote that down wrong in my notes. Let me read that again. Privately, and then I'll declare it publicly. <laughs> so um yeah that what i wrote down was really a reference to israel you know god said hey don't store up the manna for tomorrow and that's basically putting the control in your hands saying like man i don't know if god's gonna provide for me tomorrow so i'm gonna store up some things right um he's talking about fresh revelation we know that the word of god is also likened to bread so he's saying like hey give me fresh bread every single day fresh revelation fresh word you can't rely on Something that you heard 10 years ago, you should be in the word every single day. Um, give us this day our daily bread. Then he says this, forgive us our debts. 
as we forgive our debtors. We need forgiveness. You're going to screw up and you reap what you sow. So if you can't sow forgiveness, you're not going to receive forgiveness from other people. But even Jesus said this, if you can't forgive, neither can my father forgive you. That's a big deal. So every time you go into the prayer closet, you should be asking for forgiveness. I think it's a great way to start. Then he says this, lead us not into temptation. So God tempts no one. Um, and people get confused about this. It's like, well, lead me not into temptation. Is that, does that kind of imply that he does that? And I got to remind him that he, that he shouldn't do that. No, um, but he can protect. Um, and I think that's what's saying. He's like, hey, lead me, protect me, help me not fall into temptation. Um, and what that really looks like, I think, is the conviction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I think if Jesus could audibly speak to you, he would say like, hey, you want me to not lead you into temptation? All right, you should delete that number. You should stop going there. You should stop watching that movie. Um, That's how God leads you not into temptation. And we don't like that because it really goes against our desires and our flesh, right? So you could pray it like this. God, lead us away from temptation, right? I can tempt myself pretty easily and we're drawn away by our own desires. The word says that. We would say this, God, you take the reins. When I lead myself, it's usually straight towards temptation and my desires. Lead me away from that. I don't want that in my life. This is deliver us from evil. It's still protection. When we are tempted and fall uh, and are in the trap of the enemy, he can still deliver us. That's a beautiful thing about the saving power of God. He saves you from eternal separation. But in a moment's notice, when we fall, we cry out, we ask for that forgiveness, he delivers us. It's It's amazing. So, and then he goes back into declaration. Uh, Yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory um, forever. This is the ending of your prayer with putting the focus back on God. Um, Sometimes when we get an answered prayer, we kind of think it was all about us. We get a little prideful. This puts us in remembrance. We start our prayer with that adoration and that declaration of who he is. And then we end it that way. It's a nice little declaration sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, that for yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. God, this is for your kingdom. It's not by my power. It's by yours. And it's always, 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 always for your glory. So that was short and sweet. I hope that helps you when you pray. Um, we shouldn't just bust into the throne room of God and just say what we need because that is a transactional relationship. And we were talking about this before the podcast. Um, you have to determine if if you are a transactional type of person or a relational type of person. It would be either a consumer or a true legitimate Christian. Um, if you're always going in there wanting something, you don't have a relationship with God. You're wanting a transaction. So this template is really going to help you avoid the transactional process. Well, I come in here first and foremost because you're God and you're holy and I reverence and I honor you. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put first things first, right? Then I'm gonna to talk to you about what I need. I'm all, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it all down at your feet. I'm gonna ask for forgiveness. I'm gonna ask for you to reveal things in my life that need to be taken care of. And then I'm gonna wrap this whole thing up with putting the focus back on you again. That's really good. I like what you said. And since we've both been youth ministers, We know how that conversation goes where we're having a good relational flow with the student and then they ask for prayer and we go, okay, well, it's time for you to have that relational flow with God and I'll support whatever you agree with. We'll agree with you. And they clam up because they don't get the template. And I was just reading through 
what you were saying. And as you were saying, I was thinking about how when I have had people in my life and I've had an opportunity to meet with them and see them as godly counsel, I follow a very similar format as to what this is. I'm thinking about my dad even, or again, somebody who has godly wisdom. I start off with the relationship that I have with them in the meeting. Hey, thank you so much. Like, you're yeah. awesome, dad. And then I start looking at their authority. I'm meeting with you because this is who you are. You've been there before. You have this to share. And I'm looking to, because you have this type of provision, I'm calling upon that. And then I was wondering, how do we have that relational flow, if I'm using this comparison, when we're having conversation with people that we honor? And it got to the part of forgiveness. Well, if you have to apologize to them, that makes sense. But what I hear in that forgiveness exchange of the Lord's Prayer is, I'm looking for forgiveness, and then I'm also going to pass on for forgiveness. So it's receiving and giving. And I know when I've met with mentors, that when I communicate to them, what I'm hearing from you, I'm planning on applying to my life and also passing it on to others. Mm -hmm. It's so valuable to them. They right. eat that up because it's not ending with me. The legacy that you're putting into me is going to be passed on to somebody else. Yeah. And then after that, leading us not into temptation, that's like future progression, where I'm going from here. Mm -hmm. I, this prayer time, yes, I'm going to live a life of prayer, but I'm going somewhere with this after this meeting, whether it's with God or that godly mentor. You know what? I'm looking forward because of what you shared. This is going to shape the next steps of my life. And it's not going to be in temptation. It's going to be into victory. And then again, the sandwich. Uh, I like, I've heard different ministers say that if you start thanking God and you end with thanking God, you might realize requests aren't a huge part in the middle. Right. You may not even get to them. And that's the best prayers you can ever pray. Yeah. Thanksgiving should always be a part of your prayer. Yeah. I just know like as a father, when my girl comes on my lap and just sits there to sit there instead of asking me for crackers or water. It's the best, right? Or, oh yeah, it's the best. Am I more than willing and able and wanting to meet her needs and her requests? Yes. But the special times for me are when they just want to be with me. That's it. So take an account of your private prayer times and what they're about not to say that you can't ask god for something but the majority of your time spent with him is about what you want you are a transactional christian mm. and that's what i'm dealing with in my own life right now so i'm i'm preaching this to myself just as much as the listener you know what i think is the great question of connection if you're connecting with somebody yeah. who's talking more mm -hmm. You can't really say you're necessarily connecting with someone very well if you're talking more than right. the other person. I know. But in prayer, how often is it us communicating yeah. to God instead of God communicating to us? And they say this, when you are always assume you're the dumbest person in the room, that's, that's like, a, like, I don't think that's the exact way to say it. But if you're in the presence of greatness, you shut up. I remember I was just listening to a podcast where a really giant of faith was on there. And the podcast host ended up doing the majority of the talking. And the giant of uh, faith was very humble and let that person talk. But I was just thinking, man, that, that could have been so much more. And so the person who knows the most, obviously, is God. And so who's talking the most? That's a great, that's a great way to look at it. All right, we're done. That's the wisdom of the day. Yep. We wrapped it up without even asking for it. Praise out. Father God, uh, I'm not sure how close I'm going to use the template of the Lord's Prayer, but we do honor you and we give you glory, Lord. And I thank you so much for being our Father, 
And I thank you for this podcast. I pray that we would grow in relationship with you, not just request with you, Lord. And we thank you for what is to come in this upcoming year. And we'll be with you next year. And we'll also be with these audio listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Next week, y'all, we're going to continue this little short mini-series on prayer. This is a great way to end 2023, but it's a great way to start 2024, I believe. Yeah, it'll be the first. It will be the first podcast in 2024. Looking forward to seeing you. Actually, just, just being, being with you. Being with you over the audio waves on the Swing and Growing Podcast with J&J. Bye.